0: Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast.
1: We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers.
0: So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more.
1: Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us.
0: Do you consider yourself sentimental?
1: You know my answer. It is I, I, 1 million percent yes. <laughs>
0: so am I. So am I, and not everybody is. And and the reason I find it strange that I am, my mother never has been, but my dad was.
1: Which I would say is typically a, a role, re, that's a role reversal yes. from what you would typically find.
0: 100%. In
1: my experience, I obviously can't generalize all men and women, but that's, in my experience, I found that women tend to be more sentimental.
0: Right. I, yeah, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. Can you think of an example early in your life where you realized that maybe you were, but it, maybe it was an emotion that surfaced and you didn't even know what it was, but you felt it?
1: I've always had a very strong affinity for old things, and I and I've always appreciated, even at a very young age, the stories behind old old objects. Like, that my grandmas would have on shelves. Right. Um, Like, for example, my grandma on my mom's side, my grandma and grandpa's wedding cake toppers were always on a shelf in their bedroom. And I adored them growing up. Even, Even as a little bitty girl, I just loved them. And it was a little bitty ceramic bride and a little bitty ceramic groom. And now they're in our hutch upstairs. They are, and I, and I and I just absolutely love them. And they remind me of my grandma and grandpa, who I was very close to growing up. They remind me of being little and looking at them up on the shelf. Um, and and my grandma knew I loved them, and she's thankfully still with us. But she gave right. them, she gave them to me, right? And she loves coming over because she loves all of my my old little knickknacks that I have up.
0: <laughs> what is, what is Miranda Lambert's call it? Old shit.
1: Oh, I love old shit. It's a it's, <laughs> right, a, it's yeah. a deep track from a Miranda Lambert right. album and it is I feel it.
0: Yeah, I do too. I remember uh, at a very young age uh, my I had an, a great aunt her name was Irene <laughs> and she made a blanket for me when I was little. And it was very similar to the one that Clara has as her favorite. That oh. that style. Anyway, she made it for me. It was homemade, and I loved it. And then I recall I was in grade school at one point, and I was digging through my closet, and I was out laying on the couch, and I wanted a blanket to cover up in, and I thought I just it came to my mind, Uh right? And I went to look for it, and I couldn't find it. And I asked my mom, I was like, what happened to Aunt Irene's blanket that she made for me? She gave it to a mission service for kids because there were so (laughs) many— Them, right oh no so she yeah so it was gone and i was heartbroken even at that age and i think she was a little bit taken back like it's not that big of a deal we have a ton of other blankets Everything's fine. Matter. but it was the one that she made for me and uh i you know it's like well i, I just use Clara as an example she has a favorite blanket that was made by our neighbor phyllis and it is not
1: far and away
0: her favorite blanket
1: it's a quilt yeah Hands, and hands Phyllis gave it to her days after she was born. We, we took Clara over to Phyllis's house, and she gifted her this quilt. And it has been Clara's favorite blanket. She has slept with it every single night since she was big enough to sleep with the blanket.
0: It is the blanket.
1: And she calls it her Phyllis blanket right. because Phyllis made it. Right. Um. And it's. I think that that will be one of those special things that she'll have forever. Yes. And
0: Because I'm not going to donate it. <laughs>
1: Thank you. You. Not
0: to say that I won't donate, but I'll go buy a new blanket and donate that to the mission <laughs> service, right?
1: I can't believe your mom donated well, a blanket. But that's
0: how she's always been. Like she'll box stuff up. Like after my dad died, I yeah. told I told my brother, I said, "Keep mom out right. of the out of the room." Not that my mom did not love my dad, but she would go in there and start cleaning the house. Like my my mom was really meticulous with her cleaning, and yes. and, and, and you know, it's just it was. She was a very clean person and very organized, and I was like, "Keep mom out of that," because well, you know, my parents were approaching that eighty mark when my father passed away, and uh, he he had taken over my bedroom and kind of made it like his, where mm-hmm. he had all his stuff, his military books, and this Old and that, pictures right? Of you guys, and all kinds of stuff. And I said, "You got to keep mom out of
1: there because she'll go." So get rid of I'm all a lot of
0: it. Of it I'm just not ready to part with, and some of it I want to, you know, I would like to pass down, mm-hmm. right? So. But my father, again, a very sentimental guy. I am to my sister, my brother, my mom, not as much.
1: Isn't that funny? I wonder what it is about a person's makeup that makes them sentimental. Right. You know, like what happens to you or what part of you feels like that?
0: Because I'm dealing with it even today. And, and, And that's because now... With Clara growing, she's five. But now all of the things, you know, as little as she is, everybody's like, well, you got all kinds of great time ahead of you. You know, I because obviously I'm a little bit later in life than most people with her. She's five. I'm into my 50s now. <laughs> and it's just like, so that was a late start on that one. But, I'd, like, for instance, when you cleaned all of the spoons and forks, the little baby ones, out of the, the drawer <laughs> yes. in the kitchen... And with, you know, the the toddler type ones, and you had them in a big plastic bag, and I don't know what you were going to do with them, but I snatched them off the counter and I hid them.
1: I know that you did because I <laughs> stumbled across them not long ago in a very weird spot, and I, it, was, it a- was like in a.
0: It was on. It was under my nightstand. Yes. In, yeah, in, in the bedroom. Like somewhere the, really weird is what happens. I grabbed them, and it, I can't remember what was going on at the moment. But I was like, "I'll deal with it later." But I got to get them before she chucks them, or donates them, or does whatever. And I dropped them up under my nightstand next to the bed, and then. I had my slippers there and stuff, and I don't know that's where they were That's
1: where I for I, a brief
0: period of time. I did see it.
1: them there, and I was like, that's such a weird spot for a bag of old silverware. And I didn't touch them. I was just like, whatever. I don't care. Um, but it's funny that you bring those up because my mom has my sister and I's tiny silverware in her silverware drawer that both of our kids have used when they were little right. and visited my mom. How awesome is that? The little acrylic handle and the metal spoon and fork, and my mom had them forever and got them back out, and then our kids used them, and she still has them in her drawer.
0: Your mom and I have a connection with sentiment because she's a very emotional and sentimental person as well. My
1: mom is very sentimental. Yes, I love that. I love that about her. Collect things, and they actually—I was just reading an article about how my generation, millennials, doesn't want their parents' old stuff, which. I mean,
0: did they give any examples of some of the old stuff, like China? China.
1: Which is amazing China to sets, um, like knickknacks, trinkets. And I i mean, to, to be clear, I don't want all the trinkets. Right. I don't want the precious moments figurines, and I don't want the willow tree angels. Right. People love them. They're not my style. But there are certain things that I'm very sentimental about. But they say that my generation does not want... The old stuff, like the antique chair and the antique sewing machine, and the hutches and the—I bet you faces. wouldn't. I bet you would
0: i bet you would not mind some of that stuff from the '50s and '60s. Now, yeah,
1: <laughs> my my grandparents right. moved from our hometown to um, a different city, and my grandma got rid of a ton of stuff.
0: Was it mid-century? Yeah, and oh. I still
1: will be like, I can't believe you got rid of that stuff. Like they had an old console radio. That was just I. I can still see it in my head. Well, we have one is,
0: in our living room now because you and I both remember them from our childhood, yep. and
1: that's the reason that I wheeled that thing from a garage sale down the street and up the driveway on, on,
0: on a wagon. On a
1: wagon, <laughs> five years ago, because it reminded me of my grandparents' radio. Right. So yes, I'm very sentimental. I don't necessarily love all the knickknacks, like well, it's stuff. Figure, like yeah. your mom has a figurine. Bird figurine collection. Well, so
0: it has to mean something to me, though. So uh, there, it's there's got to be a connection that developed with whatever it is.
1: You know what I'm really sentimental about? What old jewelry? Really? Give me, give me all of your I, jewelry. I can see that. I can oh, see that. I love it.
0: An, another weird thing that I've had a hard time parting with my my entire life is uh, places that I've resided. My 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 homes even as temporary as they may have been.
1: Well, you do get attached.
0: I remember, I can remember turning around and looking inside every apartment that I have ever lived in and left and taking that one last moment in to look around before I shut the door for the final time because of all the memories that were made there.
1: Well, right, and you think of... you. Who you were when you moved in and now who you are when you move out. Right. And all of the things that happened, even if you lived there for a brief time. Right. Like you had experiences and. It's the memories. The memories and the, just the growth. It's, yeah, it's just. I mean, I I remember living in crappy places. So do I. And I would still be like, God, this was, it served me well. Right. You know, like there are places in town. Even that I lived when I first moved here, because I've lived here for 15 years, that I'll still see sometimes and be like, gosh, that place was a dive. But, yeah. man, I had some fun in there. I
0: know. And, it, and it's just, you know, it's all relevant, and I think, uh, to, to the time in Absolutely. your life, right? And
1: it's not really the house. No. It's,
0: it's the, the memories, memories that, that were, were made there.
1: When you were there. I mean, my aunt and uncle bought our childhood home that we grew up in, and they still live there. Right. So at first it was very hard for me to go visit them because.
0: Because why?
1: Because it was like my house, but it wasn't my house anymore. It was their sure, house. Sure. And I would feel sad. Right. But now it's cool that I can still go to the house I grew up in and like see it change and see what sure. they've turned it and into. And they have. Maureen, and they, and,
0: yeah, they've done some renovations.
1: They've done some beautiful yeah. renovations and they built a screened in porch and it was my uncle and. My cousin, who's an engineering student at Iowa State, and they built this beautiful screened-in porch off the back. And it's, like, cool stuff like that that I still get to experience. And the way
0: Mitch put that floor, the wood floor together in the living room, it's it's meticulous. He's the engineer, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, at first, though, it was hard, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can imagine To still be
1: able to go into your childhood home but not have it be yours.
0: I couldn't imagine because— well, I own my childhood home. Right. We do. And it was uh, willed to me by my father. And I, I I, can't part ways with it, but it's funny that I bring that up. I have read now that a lot of the next generation, they're, they're trying to tell people, when the opportunity comes, if you can do something for yourself or your family, sell it. Because when you go, when when i when i die that it it won't mean as much to the kids and they'll just sell it anyways
1: uh-huh. well, which there's... which is
0: heartbreaking to me because i mean there's no memories for them there but it's all it's all for me and my father and that was his you know that was where he finally decided out in the middle of nowhere the woods of northern minnesota the he middle got of nowhere. literally the middle of nowhere right next to voyager's national park And all that he did there, and I remember how much he loved it. And then I remember growing up there and then combing those woods. And that whole, you know, forest was my my wonderland growing up. And I know every square inch of it, like the back of my hand still. Mm -hmm. I do, right? And I just can't even imagine that. I can't bear it, but I'll be dead, so it won't matter.
1: True. (laughs) Right. And to that point, I grew up on a large farm. In northeast Iowa, right, and there is a significant amount of land that will one day belong to the grandkids, and none of us farm or really have any desire to.
0: Don't even let your dad listen to this but it podcast. Is, <laughs> it is because he'll be like, he's like me. We'll be. <laughs> it
1: is yeah. my grandpa's wish that right. the land stays in the family. Absolutely, it, because it has been for 150 years. Yeah. Um and that's going to be a tricky situation sure it will be because
0: is what it the, the sad thing is that can create conflict
1: it can create conflict big time it it's and i think more and more people my age and your age are running into those kind of situations where you're like well i understand and appreciate your wishes but also like what am i supposed to do with i know and this? sometimes
0: sometimes that's hard like when my dad he he knew all of us right in our mindsets and when he left me, the home and the land that it's on, he knew that he knew my sentiment. And I. And think, he wouldn't sell it. Yeah. He knew that he and I had that connection yep. and he was like, you won't get rid of it. Yep. And you're right. And he was absolutely right. I won't. It's, I mean, it's, you think about it and you break it down. It's in this country now, not everybody owns land.
1: I, I know.
0: Right. And, and and homes, we're fortunate enough. I mean, we own the home I grew up in, and then the home that we're in now, mm-hmm. right? And just being here, we've been in this home now seven years.
1: God, hasn't been that long.
0: We closed on this house seven years ago. Well, I did because I bought it, but by myself at that point. And then you and I refinanced later to package up some of the things. All of you know when we got married,
1: right? So when did you buy the house? It was.
0: Seven years ago this
1: week. No
0: way. Yeah, I closed April 20-something. I think it was like the first or sixth or something. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Seven years this week. And and it didn't even take seven years. And I had, as soon as we came in here and started putting, you know, sweat equity in. Right. And then I look at it now, and now the Christmases we've had here, in just seven years, I'm already sentimentally attached
1: oh, completely to this home i mean we brought clara home from the hospital in this house
0: that not neither of them know any different
1: no no this is the three home when we moved in yeah here. and
0: he had just turned three that so they don't and now banana. he's 10 so this is their home and that's their big backyard and their play set you know and everything around it i'm like and i look at it and i'm like how devastating is it going to be someday when I'm sitting back outside on the bat on the patio, looking back at the ravine, and going, "They're gone,"
1: right? They're big, but they, they grew up. I don't,
0: I don't know, I don't know. But I'm very sentimental, I don't even like to think about it. I, I know don't. That's, I'm why, looking, that's why. why do I
1: have a lump in my throat? That's
0: why when people tell me, "Oh, enjoy these moments," like Clara's just she's in pre-K this year, she goes to kindergarten next year, and I am, I, I'm kind of glad that I've reached this age in my life and I'm getting to experience all of these things now because I appreciate them more than I would have 20 years ago.
1: Um, the other night she said something that made me smile and there was probably a time when that I wouldn't have smiled when I heard this, but it did make me smile. She and I were playing Barbies and uh, I gave her a kiss on the cheek and she was like, I don't like kisses from you. I only like kisses from dad because he's the best one in the family. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's so sweet." <laughs> Dad is the best person in the family. No,
0: the best kisses, hugs, and kisses. Because that's the, ever since she was little, I would chase her. And,
1: she and would again, say, we everybody no kisses, and then every, she would run. Yeah, and and, and she, you guys had this game, right? And she uh, thought it was so funny, right?
0: Right. And I think every home has a loop. And when I, I don't say think that, every home
1: is a loop. don't they? No. Because the one
0: I grew up, it seems like all the ones I the grew one up I grew in did. up in
1: had a loop and my grandparents had a loop. And too. we've
0: got a fantastic big loop.
1: We do have a loop. <laughs> so and by can, loop, it's like the kitchen connects to the dining room, connects to the living room, connects to the hallway, and you can run in circles. And then
0: all around the loop. By the garage, and you can just make a complete circle. And when she was little, she would run around and still does to this day. Yeah, it's right? very cute. But- so that's just some examples of sentiment. And, like, all of, the, all of the things that my dad left me, I'm like, I don't want to part with any of that. Will I ever use it? Maybe not.
1: Well, your dad bought me something. He bought me two things, actually, that I will never be able to part with because <laughs> he thought he was such a jokester. Yeah,
0: he did think he was funny. And
1: I always loved that about him because I tend to think of myself as a bit of a jokester.
0: You do believe that you are <laughs> one of the funniest people on earth.
1: <laughs> and he bought me a shirt at the bait shop. On the lake. It's Lake
0: Captogama, by the way. And it
1: says, eat here, get worms. Because it was a restaurant and a bait shop. <laughs> right? And he bought me this t-shirt and he thought it was so funny that he bought it for me. And so I have that. And then he bought me a USS Iowa Navy baseball cap. Right. Like U.S. Navy. Um, because I'm from Iowa. Right. And he would always tease me about that. And so those are two things that I'm very sentimental about from your dad. Um, let because me, I, I thought he was one of the coolest guys ever.
0: What do you think is the most sentimental thing you've brought from your childhood here? Or oh something my. that's been given to you by your mom or your oh dad? What, oh what, what is leading right now? In, at this point in your life, what's the what's the number one?
1: Oh, that is like almost impossible. What, like I'm if, thinking if, of, I'm like, I have a list in my head already.
0: If you had to do the Marie Kondo thing and she said oh. you get to keep one. Right? What would it be? Oh. I, well, I know, but honestly, it, you don't have to just keep one. I'm just asking you: What is? If is there something that has great sentiment attached to it that was um, given to you when you were younger, or, well, that, or by a member of your family? I'd say your dad, mom, whatever.
1: I already told you about the uh,
0: the cake things, the
1: cake, the cake toppers. Um, I am very. Attached to, I have both of my grandparents' wedding pictures blown up in 8 by 10s Yeah. And I love them because I love looking at them as young people and, like, thinking about what their lives were like at that time. Um, So I I have always been very attached to those. Um, My grandma quilts. So I have a lot of quilts that she's made. I can't pick just one. This is insane. Right. I just, there's so many things because there's just so many things that I love that... Um, and do, then I have things from my own childhood, like my American Girl dolls.
0: Do you, do you have them here in the house? What? The, the American Girl dolls? No,
1: my uh, dad and stepmom have them at their you, house. You didn't
0: know that you still had them, and then you, you you're
1: so <laughs> you yeah. were surprised. That was quite the story. Um, my sister and I each had two American Girl dolls, and this was in the early nineties, and that was like a big deal.
0: They're they're like, still a big deal. They're
1: still a big deal, yeah. but then, then they were. They were new, and they were hot, and we saved our money, and we bought these American Girl dolls, and um, my parents moved from our childhood home, came to Minnesota, and then they got divorced shortly thereafter, and so they split the house, and the American Girl dolls, we didn't know where they ended up, my sister and I, and we were like, they got sold, they got given away, they got donated, they're gone. And that's, we were convinced they were gone. And my stepmom found them in their big tote with all of their accessories. Where like, was it? Up in the attic above the garage in my dad's house. They, nobody knew what was in it. They When they moved in, they just stuck right. it up there with a bunch of other junk. And so she found it, and she wrapped it up for us for Christmas one year. And my sister and I, grown women in our 30s, like crying <laughs> because they had found our American Girl dolls. So they, they stayed at my... Dad and stepmom's house, and uh, now Clara loves to play with them when she goes to visit, and they're like pristine condition and like all these bomb 90s outfits.
0: How many American girl dolls did you have
1: between my sister and I? We had four, four, we yeah. had two.
0: This that's another one of those rackets I always talk about.
1: Now you bite your tongue. Well, it is it's,
0: that <laughs> that and Barbie between that and Barbie, we could buy we could buy a third house. Oh, I right? know, right? It's, it's insane. So fun. Uh, also, uh, what was I, I was going to bring bring up? Sorry,
1: I went on a tangent because you asked me what I was most sentimental no, no. about, and I can't.
0: Yeah, but no, but I I I do get that, and I when you I think a lot of people would find there there has to be a storage room or a place in most most homes, right? Because here I'll, when you talked about up in the garage at your dad's, yeah, there is a bunch of stuff stored. In my dad's, my dad has a huge, like you could park two semis in it, right? And up in the the rafters of that garage are all of the things that I brought home from the Marine Corps. And I was like, and they've been in duffel bags. And I was cautious and sealed them up because I didn't want moths and all the other things. And I hung them from the garage ceiling so not it'd be difficult for rodents or anything.
1: Have you ever taken them down? No, it's been 30 <gasps> years. You should get them. I know. So
0: the next time we go up there, I would like to investigate that stuff. And also, there's some boxes from my apartment I moved out of in California there. And that's all. Oh, Treasures. I know. And uh, what, what else have I saved in there? God, I, 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 it, the, the list just goes on and on. Right? Exactly. But I, I have a problem saving sometimes a little bit too much.
1: Well I I do too, which is not a good combination. No,
0: no. And I
1: I have a funny feeling that the kids are going to be going to be very similar.
0: And and do you ever wonder what what that emotion is based
1: on because yes. it doesn't mean any. I don't understand it. I do it. wonder. I wonder like what makes some people like that and some people not like that and what I don't know. Like cuz you don't lose the memory even if you get rid of the thing, but also like I tear it out of my cold dead hands because I'm not getting rid of it. Right,
0: right. It's it's strange how people, you know, become so attached.
1: Do we have no, time to tell the story about the painting? Yes, that was in our house.
0: Oh God, th- this is a great story. Go ahead and tell the story because this it. You want to talk about sentiment and all the? Just, this is a crazy yeah.
1: story. So. We moved into this house, I guess, seven years ago. Uh, this week, and they had left just a handful of th- you know random things, and one of them was a very large, like charcoal painting.
0: And it was awesome.
1: It was a a house and in trees the... and a fence.
0: It was kind of on, in, on the prairie, and it was there almost was a...
1: a little bit abstract, right? And I found it on a shelf in the basement, and it was framed, and I fell in love with it. It was just so unique, and we hung it up. I'm like, they, it they was don't...
0: beautiful. Yeah.
1: So we hung it up and um our home was actually featured in the local women's magazine. Riverbelt, the, yeah. They do a, a real estate feature or like a cool home feature every month. And our home was featured with some of the updates that we have done while still keeping the mid-century vibe to the house. And not long after the magazine was published, in which there was a photograph of the painting on the wall, you got a letter hand delivered.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even mailed. Somebody came written, up and dropped it off in the mailbox.
1: And you can tell about what was inside of it
0: on the well, letter. It, it was it was the wife of one of the sons of the people that owned this home. And he, he had passed away.
1: And he had painted the photo.
0: He painted the picture. It was in, it was featured in one of the pictures in the magazine uh-huh. because they were, ta- they were, they had took a picture of the living room and she, well, she didn't find it actually. It was one of her kids that was his children.
1: And she said. And they about
0: freaked out. They were like. dropped
1: the magazine on the floor when he saw it.
0: Yeah. He was like, there's dad's painting. So she hand delivered this note and I, I came home from work. I had this big bulky envelope with no postage on it and she had stuffed it in the mailbox and I realized it was hand-delivered curiosity. I was like, what on earth? And then I opened it and she went, I mean, it was probably four or five pages of yeah. lengthy storytelling.
1: About and, this house yeah. and the painting and her late husband. And on at the end was her address.
0: Yeah. And she asked if I, if I would contact her. And I did because I mean, I, you and I had a, you know, we all we were curious about a lot of the things, right? And why was it left? And that's a whole nother story that I don't want to get into. Yeah, it's
1: not really our story to no, tell. No, that's
0: not my story to tell. But uh, when her children asked if there was any way she could possibly get that back, I was there was not even we
1: took it off the wall. Didn't
0: even think about it as much as I miss it and I loved it and it fit the house so well. And it was heartbreaking to bring it down. I thought to myself, "My God, put my if if that was me, oh. if that was me, and my dad had some who had passed away tragically." There was yeah, right. It would, and I saw that, and and I would, and I approached somebody, and I would hope that they would have the same compassion.
1: There was no question, right? For us. So we I would, took it down immediately. Oh
0: my God! Drove
1: it to her house, knocked on the door, and. And we did get to have a lovely conversation with her. She was super grateful and that I'll, we returned it.
0: And on top of that, there was uh, some pictures in the basement in boxes that had been left—family photo albums—and and I just was like, and, I, and it was him, and it was uh, you know, stuff that revolved around him. And I thought, my God, this is going to be finally—we're going to bring it's, this stu- it's home. We're going to bring this stuff where it belongs yep. back to his family because it had been many, many years. Right. And I was like, I, it was just one of those great stories.
1: It is a great story. And,
0: and I, I've not heard from her since I suppose I could have tried to keep in touch with her, but I felt like I'd be a stalker. Like, well, how's, just, your, it how's the picture
1: like, hanging on your wall? It felt <laughs> like, like it right.
0: was, the it, moment had passed. It was finished. Right. Like,
1: she got her painting back. She had a, maybe a little bit more closure. And, you know, we got to meet her. and. Right. And she, she knew that we loved the painting and I think she liked that, that, right. that we had found it and, and displayed it in the, in the home. But, um, you want to talk about sentimental. Oh, I, I got, I,
0: I got so choked up when I was reading. And then when I met her and, uh, you know, and listening to her tell the story, I was just like, oh my God, this is the least I can do. Yeah. Right. And it was and to see how, cause she sent me pictures once cause I dropped it off at her house and then her adult children and, their, and her grandchildren came over, and she sent me pictures of them as, when they come over and seen it. And the, I mean, it was just one of the greatest feelings I've ever That's had in super my life cool. because it was like they'll never get anything again in their life that will mean that much, yeah, right. Because they thought it was gone forever, and it had been something that they all had admired and remembered as children, mm-hmm. right. And it was a painting their dad actually had done. He was a talented guy, by the way. I can,
1: yeah, it was. I can tell
0: you by it just, was
1: really beautiful.
0: I mean. From one creative mind to another, I, I that's why I think you and I both appreciated it. Yeah. So that was another great example that's of, a great story. of sentiment, right? Yes. So, but not everybody's sentimental. As I mentioned, I'm like, I don't know why the heck my mom isn't. <laughs> so and I love my mom and my mom's compassionate, but she's just not very sentimental, but she's done with something. She's like, well, that's, just... that's enough of that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, like,
1: you can't get rid of it. Don't get rid of any jewelry, please.
0: But I'm just wondering if there's... <laughs> What causes that? Is it just genetic makeup or was there something that happened in my life that made me
1: sentimental? I don't know. I mean, did you have special relationships with older people in your family growing up?
0: No, I I really didn't. My grandfather's, my grandfather on my dad's side died very, when I was really young. I mean, I was a toddler. So, I mean, and, and, you know, just through the age, I mean, we were always distant. Like, there's a lot of grandparents that are close and are in constant contact. Mine were, all of them were very far away. So, I mean, part, different parts of the country, state, whatever. Strong. And I had
1: very close relationships with my grandparents well, growing up. Whole, so yeah. I thought, well, my family. My,
0: your whole family's still living in the same
1: country. Yeah. But I I thought maybe that that was right. why I'm sentimental. Because I grew up very close to my grand, both sets of grandparents.
0: Do you think your grandparents are sentimental? Especially on your, I think your dad's side, yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: they both are. And maybe, maybe,
0: huge. maybe I'm an old soul. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's it. But why are why why are they seeing some of this new generation? Why are they not as
1: I don't know because technically I would fall in that category, that generation of millennials that is not sentimental. You know what's right. But me? I'm an elder millennial, so maybe there's a cutoff
0: point. Well, actually I think millennial, millennials today, this is gonna make you feel crazy, but uh can be as old as forty one. Yeah, I believe.
1: Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'll be thirty eight this year, so I'm on the
0: Right now, older it's end of- now it's the back end of that is is Gen Z. I
1: know they're I the
0: love- ones that everybody's picking on now. By the way, I don't have a problem I with Gen, Gen Z. Z. I love Gen Z. I think they have it figured out. I like the way they're doing things. I like their their free spirit. They're cool and their creativity. I yeah. really do. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of them, and I it's comforting to know that the future is headed in that direction. What despite what some people say
1: is I work with a younger millennial. And it's funny how similar we are, yet how different we are. Right. With like being in the same generation, but about 10 years what apart. What do you guys, yeah, I
0: was going to say, you guys are about a decade. Or
1: about 10 years apart. So it's just, it's fun. But you
0: have a lot of, the, a, a lot of different things in common. We like do have a lot. In, creativity. We do have a lot in common. Fashion. Things, yeah. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's right. fun. So it, it, are, are you sentimental? Is there something that makes you especially sentimental? You know, we'd love to hear about it. You send can, us a picture yes. so and gush over it. Yeah, right. You can send us a picture. And again, you can always follow everything we do in all of our social media accounts. Go to our website, georgeandjess.com. You'll find all our podcasts there. And if you're searching for our podcasts, remember, you can find them on any platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor. Uh, what-
1: Amazon. The one that does the books,
0: Audible does the books, Amazon, we're everywhere, literally. So just search George and Jess and uh, we will have a new episode for you bright and early 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Have yourself a fantastic weekend.